Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible Centered Podcast. Third person. He said, I knew a man above 14 years ago, whether in body, I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. He's trying to be humble here. He said, I knew such a man, whether in body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. But he said he was caught up into paradise. This word paradise, it's an ancient Persian word, which literally speaks to like the Garden of Eden. That, that, that this is what he's referencing is the place that God dwells. Is the place that God dwells uninhibited, no interruptions. It is a sacred space. He said, I was caught up into this paradise, and I heard unspeakable words. I can't even tell you. Matter of fact, it's against the law to share this revelation. Have you ever heard something from God that you can't tell nobody? Because if you did tell, tell them, you might get persecuted. God ever spoke something to you that it scared you to death? That you said, if I let this out, I'm going to lose a lot of friends. So I just got to kind of, you know, kind of behave like I'm nothing, kind of. Y'all never been through that. Okay, my fault. Look what he says. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. He said, I got so much revelation that God had to give me a thorn in the flesh. God was speaking to me so much, I needed a thorn to humble me. He said, listen, I don't need y'all to keep me humble. That's why God gave me a thorn. Look at, look at the person next to you and tell them, you don't have to keep me humble. My, my, my thorn is doing a good job. I got a thorn in the flesh. I've got something nagging in my flesh that I cannot get rid of. Something that I'm battling with that I prayed God to get out of me. And it keeps on showing up. And every time it shows up, it just makes me more dependent. The thorn has a ministry. Nobody talks about thorns. Nobody wants a thorn. But the thorn has a ministry and it is to keep me dependent upon his presence. Because I have a habit of getting confident. I have a habit of relying on my flesh. I have a habit of thinking I got it all together. I got a habit of believing that I'm all, all of that in a bag of chips. And every time I think I'm all of that in a bag of chips, God puts a thorn in my bag of chips. Come on, somebody. And that air starts leaking out of those chips. Come on, somebody. It looks good when the air is inside of the chip bag. But when you poke it, come on, it shrivels up. There's something about the thorn that makes you shrivel up into his presence and say, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be and if it wasn't for the thorn I wouldn't pray like I'm praying if it wasn't for the thorn I wouldn't worship like I'm worshiping if it wasn't for the thorn I wouldn't shout like I'm shouting but there's something that I've been dealing with for years and for months and I keep on seeking God and say get this out of me but he says my grace is sufficient for you because the more you're struggling with the thorn the more you're dependent upon my presence 
You ever been in a circumstance and a trial that you have been praying about for weeks and for months and for years and it seems like it's not lifting and you've been getting discouraged because you start looking at yourself with self-condemnation saying maybe I'm not praying right. Maybe I'm not fasting enough. Maybe I'm not seeking God enough because the more I'm seeking and I'm feeling the pain of the thorn, the more I feel like I'm drawing closer to him the more I feel the pressure of a thorn. The Greek word for, for thorn there, it just means any, any point that causes pain or discomfort. He didn't go into the specificity, uh, the specific nature of the thorn. He just said, I have a thorn. There's something in my life that's causing me pain and it's constantly pricking me. And the minute I feel like everything's going good, with, with good good is the best friend of the thorn. Come on. Isn't it amazing that, that when everything's going good, it's, everything's not going good. It's like you're doing good in one area, but you're going through hell in another area. How's it going? Great. How you feeling? Not great. This is the best it's ever been. And this is the worst it's ever been. Paul said, I've learned to abound and I've learned to abase. And many times those things are happening simultaneously. I'm abounding in one area and I'm abasing another area. I'm doing great in this area and I'm struggling in, in this area. And, and, and thank God all the miracles that are happening in, in, in our church where we're going to have half of this plaza and we're going to, amazing things. We have to go to two services to, to compensate for the growth. We're, we're having to expand the parking lot, having to expand into that. But let me tell you, and all the amazing things that are happening in Claremont and, and with the Spanish church, but let me tell you, there's a whole lot of hell that comes with it. There's a thorn that comes with it. And just because I'm smiling, it means my thorn taught me how to smile. Y'all not hearing me. My thorn says, hey, don't you trust in that flesh. Don't you get overconfident. Because with growth comes a thorn. With growth comes a... I've never seen a beautiful rose without a thorn. See, the thorn has to be on the rose. With beauty comes the thorn. You can't appreciate the beauty without also appreciate the thorn. You can't appreciate the anointing without also appreciating the pain and the suffering. You can't appreciate the growth without also appreciating the hell that it takes to grow. Amen. The thorn has a ministry, and the thorn's ministry on a rose is that the beauty of the roses, its best defense is the thorn. The thorn can't, the, the rose can't blossom without the thorn. Because the thorn is the rose's only defense. Y'all going to throw me out of here. See, the thorn isn't for your destruction. It's for your protection. It's to protect your mind. Are you getting it? It is to protect your spirit. It is to keep your mind stayed upon the Lord. Before you get caught up in the beautiful blossom of the rose, he gets the thorn there to defend you from the attack. 
the, the, the defense mechanism of a rose, all it is, is the thorn. And the thorn wards off the herbivores. The thorn wards off the things that love to eat roses. When it tries to climb up and eat the blossoming rose, it has to get through the thorn. And once it hits the thorn, it backs up. My goodness, are you getting it? See, it is the thorns, the misunderstandings, the pains, the insults, the hardships, the things that you've gone through in your family, and the things that you've gone through in your workplace. It is those things that are protecting your spirit because if you didn't have any hell in your life you'd probably be backslid by now but there's something about the hell in your life that keeps you coming back to church that keeps you lifting up your hands that keeps you coming back to say God I need you again I thank God for the ministry of the thorn can you clap your hands if you're thankful for the ministry of the thorn if you've ever gone through pain, can you clap your hands? If you've ever gone through suffering, can you clap your hands? If you ever drew, drew closer to God in your pain, can you clap your hands and lift up your voice in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. There is a ministry of, of the thorn. Paul, he, he, he doesn't go into the specific nature of this thorn in his, in his life. All he says is that I've tried to seek God three times and I kept the more I kept seeking him the more pain I felt from the thorn and it's wonderful I get such great revelation and everybody's Paul you have such amazing revelation and, he, and see people say I wish I had that type of revelation Paul he said you can't handle that revelation until you can handle my thorn because it is the thorn that's keeping me humble it's the thorn that's keeping me walking in grace and all of us have been at a place in our life where we say God if you could just take this out of my life everything would be good if you could just take this if you could just take that then I could be happy but God keeps it there my goodness to, to train your spirit as Paul said I, I have learned to be content I think myself happy he said I'm being stoned but I've learned to be happy even while people are stoning me what taught you that Paul I taught them my thorn has been my greatest teacher come on somebody he said I have learned in every state to be content I've been I've been lashed I've been whipped that he said he said a night and a day I was in the deep I almost drowned come on now but I've learned to be content while I'm drowning when I don't have any air while I'm coming up and going I've learned to be content why God gave me a thorn to not feel like I deserve anything in his kingdom. He gave me a thorn. No matter how long I serve him, I don't deserve anything. If it hadn't been for his goodness, if it hadn't been for his love, if it hadn't been for his grace, I don't deserve anything in God's kingdom. I thank God for my thorn. Amen. There's something about us serving God for, for a long time that we start feeling as if God owes us something. Ooh, come on now. And there could be so much success and achievement in our lives. My goodness, so much success and achievement that we feel that people should maybe bow to us. That, hey, oh, you're such a great one. You're such a great one. And these things could go to our head. Any time I preach to thousands of people, the first place that I found myself was on my knees before God. Because I knew the thorn taught me. It said, any impact the 
that's come out of your ministry didn't come from you and it didn't come from your flesh you see after the meeting I had to wrestle with the thorn I'm going to preach right now after this Sunday service I'm going to go home and wrestle with the thorn come on somebody it's the thorn that no matter what happens in this church service no matter what achievements no matter if we buy this whole block that there's still going to be a humility on me because it's not anything in me that's great come on it's the thorn that taught me he's the only one that's great he's the only one that's God he's the only there is no God beside him My, the thorn the thorn keeps you humble the thorn keep, keeps you walking in grace because the, the revelations will cause you to get exalted above measure the word the word measure that Paul uses throughout Corinthians is where you get the word Canaan if you notice there is a Canaan of scripture that means there's 66 books in the Canaan that is inspired by God it's the Canaan it is the measure it is the rod it is the measuring stick. That's what the word Canaan means. It means the measuring stick. It means that the Canaan is 66 books. So if someone comes with a 67th book or a 70th book or extra books or this and that and that, you say that's being exalted above measure. You got to stay within the measure that God has given. And it's 66 books and don't add or take away from these 66 books. That's the Canaan. What God does in your life is when he marks your life when you come into the world he puts a Canaan over you I'm gonna preach right now he puts a Canaan of destiny on your soul where there is a measure and he doesn't want you to get exalted above measure he keeps your life within a specific Canaan he says this is how you're supposed to act this is what you're supposed to do this is how it's supposed to be but through pride we get exalted above measure. God says you're only supposed to go right here. But through our pride, we try to get exalted above the measure that God has given. So anytime we start thinking ourselves to be more than we are, he slides a thorn into our spirit. Are you getting it? And it's the thorn that reminds you of your humanity. It's the thorn that makes you dependent upon his divinity. It is the thorn that keeps you on your knees when everything's going well and it doesn't matter if you got a six million dollar check today you're still gonna be back in the house of God because there's a thorn in my side that said this didn't come from me but every good and perfect gift coming down from above and it comes down from the father of lights come on somebody clap your hands Come on, it's because of the thorn I can handle the blessing. Clap your hands right now. It's because of the thorn I can handle greatness. Clap those hands to the Lord. Hey! It is the ministry of thorns. They, they began, there's about four different types of thorns that Paul could have wrestled with. Uh, many, many believe that, that the thorn was him being, having a struggle with his eyesight. Because he was going blind. 
the older he got, the more he started going blind, the more he had to start helping, uh, speaking, and let others write his words because he couldn't see the paper. The dim-lit dungeon says he's writing while rats are going over his feet as he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. His eyes are dim. The lights out, lights out. No candles out. Here he is, still determined to write. The thorn kept him hungry. Oh, are you getting what I'm saying here? Success did not get to him. It was the thorn that kept him hungry. It was the thorn that kept him zealous. Oh, he didn't rest and started building his barns to make a lot of money. The thorn kept him pushing into prayer. And even when they took the lights off in the prison, here he was still writing. And and because of writing in that dimness, he he started going blind. And it's it's like there's something about the dimness that he started going blind. And so he had to start dictating and say, write this, write this for me, write that for me, write that. And he said that, that, that many believe that that could have been the thorn that he was speaking of. That no matter how much he prayed, there was still a weakness in his flesh. Have you ever been there where you're asking God to heal your body, but you're still struggling with the same old thing, the same old sickness whether it's whether it's diabetes no matter what it is you've, you've sought the Lord three times but it seems like it's still there and if something is still there that you have been praying for what God's trying to get you to understand he wants you to understand that his grace is covering you that his grace is sufficient that no matter what hell what thorn comes your way that there is a whole pile of grace that you haven't fully exhausted it is sufficient it is sufficient for my pain it is sufficient for my sickness it is sufficient for my ailment it is sufficient for my depression it is sufficient another thorn that theologians believe he could be alluding to is the is the psychological struggle within Paul wrestling can you imagine spending your life persecuting Christians and then God saves you and you have to deal with the victim survivors are you getting it are you getting it well, that's the guy that helped put my my son in prison he's preaching now that, that, that's a psychological thorn. The guilt and the condemnation that you have to wrestle with. People, amen, in his preaching that he was working against to get him killed. The psychological thorn, that the guilt and the weight and the condemnation that follows somebody after you have been baptized and got the Holy Ghost. Hell keeps on pulling on your past. On what you did before you repented. Who am I preaching to in here? Who am I preaching to in here? Every time you go forward, there is this psychological thing in the past that keeps trying to hold you captive in condemnation. And every time you start trying to go forward, something from the past tries to hold you back. Who am I preaching to in this place? Hallelujah. 
There's psychological thorns that he has to wrestle with his with with him taking people as prisoner. He had to wrestle with Stephen dying. Stephen dying. Paul Paul helped orchestrate that killing. He helped he helped orchestrate that stoning, and he has to deal with the psychological torment of Stephen's last words. Stephen's last words are, "Lord." Do not lay this sin to their charge. Forgive them. That's tormenting. Paul is wrestling. Do I have the ministry that Stephen was supposed to have? It's threatening no matter how much success he has. He cannot forget. Cannot forget. And when you can't forget something, it's, it's, it's like tormenting. But you know what it does? It makes you trust on something greater than yourself. It makes you depend on something greater than yourself. It makes you keep coming back to his blood. It makes you keep coming back to his forgiveness. It makes you keep coming back to his faithfulness. The psychological effects of you have to be when he's alone traveling and the people that he's ministering to are, are, are turning on him. It's, it's, it, that's, a psychological, that, that's a psychological thorn. That, that, that's, that's, that, that's a thorn that he has to deal with no matter what his accomplishments are. Psychologically, he's still being tormented. Whew. But he keeps on doing the will of God. And he said, God, take this depression out of me. Have you ever prayed that? I'm preaching to somebody here. Have you ever prayed, God, help me with this anxiety? Come on now. Oh, God, have mercy. I remember, I remember when my wife had James Asher. And after she had James Asher, because we went to all these places in different time zones, five hours back, four hours back, you know, three hours back, six hours forward, eight hours forward, because... We were traveling within, uh, after a month in all these different time zones. She started losing sleep. And because she started losing sleep, she began to have to wrestle with postpartum depression. Because her body wasn't healing. And we remember specifically seeking God. Take this out of us. She'd have little, little anxieties here and there because of the time zones and because of the changes. And she had a little anxiousness. She was a little, little bit more jittery. We kept seeking, God, God, take, heal my wife, heal my wife, heal my wife. Do you know how helpless she had to feel? And do you know how helpless I had to feel that I'm the protector? I'm the one that, that is to guard her. I'm the one there interceding for her. And there's nothing I could do to help her. Just got to sit back. Just trust God. I kept seeking God. God, take this, take this out of her. God, take this out of her. Take this out of her. And he wouldn't take it out of her. And so you start looking inwardly. Am I not praying enough? Am I not fasting enough? Is there something wrong with me? Or did we miss God somewhere? And in that intercession, God, take this out. Take this out. You know what my wife started doing? 
My wife started, when she couldn't sleep, she, it'd be 2 o'clock in the morning. She'd go outside the room while James Asher, while James Asher was asleep. She'd go to the dining room table, and she'd open up her Bible at 2 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning, reading scriptures about the peace of God that passes understanding, reading scriptures about the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and we knew, let me tell you something, let me tell you something. We knew my wife. My wife is, is anointed, and she, she has a destiny. And I remember when we first got married, I said, listen, let's, let's uh, do, do this discipline and do this and do that. And she would, and she would, and, and sometimes she wouldn't. But let me tell you, what we, what we couldn't accomplish in discipline, the thorn did for us. I'm telling you. She was waking up early in the morning to pray and seeking God. And in, and in, in a time of rest, once God spoke to me that we were just traveling too much, I, we shut everything down for a month. And in that month, as she was opening up the scriptures, as she was praying in that month, God immediately healed her. And she never wrestled with that again. <laughs> but let me tell you, that thorn was a teacher. If I ever felt that I was in control, if I ever felt like I had it all together, and at that moment I understood that I'm only here by his grace. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the cost of revelation is the thorn. It costs. People say, I want, I want what you have, I want what you have, I want what you have, I want, you have. I want what you have. No, you don't. I promise you, you don't. I promise you, you don't. I promise you, you don't. The thorn, the Greek word, it literally means to pierce. And he says, listen, there was a messenger of Satan that came to buffet me. That word, the Greek word for buffet, it literally means to strike with the fist until it pierces or crushes. That, and, and, and that, and that it, it remains there. You, you, you feel the effects of it. Isn't that how hell gets us? Where he hits us in our childhood and we're still carrying the effects of it. But there's something about it that keeps us dependent on something greater than ourselves. Where if I go to the psychologist They'll, they'll say, you'll never be healed. But if I just go to Jesus, he says, my grace is sufficient. And if you're not healed immediately, depend on my grace. That's what his grace is for. You, you, your hurt is not the absence of faith. I'm ministering to somebody in the Holy Ghost here. I'm ministering to somebody in the Holy Ghost. Your pain is not the absence of your faith. Your, your heartache, your situation is not, doesn't mean you don't believe in God. I'm telling somebody here right now. Because if you're not healed, you're still in his grace. And when you're weak, he's strong. When I'm broken, I'm thankful that he's strong. When I say I'm not enough, and when the thorn preaches to me and says I'm not enough, at the same time, it's saying his grace is enough. His grace is sufficient. 
It's sufficient for anything. He's sufficient for every sickness, every depression, every anxiety, every traumatic moment, every rejection, every betrayal, every mistake, every sin where sin did abound. Grace doth much more abound. So you see the effects in the world of sin. But God says, I'm going to use you as a testimony to show you the effects of grace. And I'm telling you, grace is going to work in your life. Grace than sin worked in your life. I'm telling you, the grace is going to be greater. There's things that are about Jesus at Calvary that are very difficult to relate to. Wave a hand if I'm helping somebody here. There are things about Calvary that are very difficult to relate to and they're difficult to relate to because living in this country I, I doubt any of us are ever gonna be crucified physically or put a nail in your hands it's not on the news every day man in Georgia crucified no it's just just not going to happen. And so the bridge, it's tough to find, is what uh, hermeneutical scholars say, finding the principalizing bridge, meaning what it meant in Scripture, what are the principles to draw that are applicable to us in present time, right? The principalizing bridge. And there's a principle here. Because wh while he's on the way to Golgotha, the place of the skull. Place of the skull is called the place of the skull uh, possibly because that was a place where many people have died and so there may have been skulls there. But on the way to Golgotha, they make sure, listen, to put a crown on his head. A crown of thorns. And this crown of thorns that they placed on his head as they mocked him, as they made fun of him, as they spit on him, as they punched him, as they whipped him, as they hurt him, as they scourged him, he had the crown of thorns on his head. And that crown of thorns on his head as it was piercing his temples and all of those things physically. Even, even so, there was something about a disciplined mind. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. There's something about the thorn that changes the mind. Something about the thorn that helps transform the mind. Because no matter what he went through externally, he had that crown of thorns on his head. And the Bible would say that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. No matter what he went through externally, his mind was set on joy. That's what the thorn does. When I'm going through it and I have every reason to complain, the thorn says you ought to be grateful. the ministry of the thorn keeps my mind right 
Every time I start getting out of order, a, a thorn comes. I'm like, whew, I hear you, Lord. I, I don't have anything to complain about. I got health in my body. I got, I'm alive. I have the opportunity to worship you. I have the opportunity to know you. And even every time when I feel like I'm being unappreciated or taken advantage of or anything like that, the thorn says, aren't you just happy to serve the Lord? I, I, I remember when it had to come to that for me, when I gave up everything, gave up my scholarships, gave up all of those things, and my reward was thorns. God have mercy. That, that, my reward was just a little bit more hell. I'm like, hold on. That, this, God, you, can, can we talk about your rewarding system? Can we, can, we, can we have a discussion here? Because you tell me, give up basketball. I'm going to preach your gospel to the nations. And the first thing I do is step into a heap of thorns. And if you're not careful, see, the thorn is there for your, your, your development. But Satan will try to use the, your thorn against you. Well, here it is, to choke out the word. If I keep his word and allow the thorns to keep bringing me to his word, then I'm just going to discover his grace. But if God's putting seed on thorny ground, Satan's trying to use the thorn to make you get bitter to not receive the word. They say, God, see, he had the right posture. He said, I sought you three times and you didn't take it from me. Some of us, we say, God, I asked you three times. You haven't done it. I'm done. I'm done believing in my ministry. I'm done believing in prosperity. I'm done with it, God. I'm not praying this no more. And the thorn creates bitterness instead of blessedness. Come on. That's why I don't need a, just a thorn in my side. I need a thorn on my head. I need a crown of thorns. That no matter what pain I'm dealing with, I'm keeping my mind stayed on Jesus. I'm setting my affection on the things which are above. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to think about the bleeding and the pricks. I'm thinking about the blood of Jesus. I'm thinking about the love of Jesus. I'm thinking about the hope of God. Thank God. Or the ministry of thorns. You can, you can allow it to draw you into grace or you can use your thorn as an excuse to backslide into sin. But, th but one thing's for sure, that thorn's going to stay there. Boy, I'm talking to somebody. The thorn's going to stay there. I said the thorn's going to stay there. But you can allow it to lead you into grace or you can use it as an excuse to go backwards. This is why I don't serve you no more, Lord. You haven't taken away this thorn. I feel conviction in the house. I feel conviction in the house. Because what happens is that when we don't have the proper response to our thorn, bitterness looks beautiful to us. 
Why don't you worship God like that no more? What happened? What happened? Well, you see, I tried this worshiping God stuff. And you know what? No matter how much I prayed. See, you see, Paul sought the Lord three times and he got the message. We seek the Lord a thousand times. He did it three. We do it like 20,000 times. We're persistent. We really take that story. We love that scripture, knock, and it shall be given you. But what do you do when God ain't answering the door? What do you do when God ain't opening the door? He's on the other side of the door. I gave you a thorn. The thorn will help you change your mind. And it's what I've said for years. If he's not changing my circumstances, it means he's changing me. So don't get bitter about your circumstances and start focusing on the transformation that's happening within you. Because let me tell you, the thorn's going to stay there. And you can use that thorn to take you into more into the abundance of revelations or you can use it as a way to just go backwards. I've seen it happen. I've preached it for years. The same events that cause people to, to cleave to God are the same events that cause people to leave God. Depends on where your mind is. I thank God you have the helmet of salvation. But to be like him, you need a crown of thorns as well. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow him. I thank God for the helmet of salvation, but what keeps me saved is that crown of thorns. Because it keeps me on my knees praying. It keeps me thanking him for the little things. You walk outside and see a love bug. And you're like, God, you're awesome. I haven't seen love bugs in a few years. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you, I got a confession. I've been missing them. <laughs> Where the love bugs went? Love bugs were everywhere. Love bugs, the little black bugs with the orange dot on its head. They're so ugly, they came up with false stories on how it was created in a lab. And UF, which isn't true. It's a, that's a hoax. That's a lie. I'm preaching truth here this morning. <laughs> but I used to hate driving on the highway. Like, I used to have to go see Louisa. I mean, she was like four hours away going on the turnpike. By the time I got there, my little Honda Civic was just splattered, just bug guts. Couldn't even see them more. I had to use that, that my little windshield. You know, my windshield wipers weren't the strongest. So it was doing more harm than good. I said, I'm just going to see through this. <laughs> I ain't even using my windshield no more. I'm just going to see through this. I'm just... there, were, there were millions of them here. Now they're gone. Now, now they're gone. But you see, now we don't complain about the love bugs. Now we complain about the pollen. Come on, somebody. It's like, yeah, the bugs are gone, but man, that pollen. 
See, what, what happens is when you keep finding ways to, to be negative, that is not about your circumstances. That's about your state of mind. Because you're always, if God takes all your problems, hear me in the Holy Ghost. If God takes all your problems away from you today, you will find a new problem by the end of the day. These shoes just look too good. I just... You'll find it. All your problems are gone. It's like, does this feel a little snug to you? This jacket, huh? who made this jacket? It's a little itchy. What's going on out there? Why? Because it's not about the circumstances around you. It's about your state of mind. So God put a crown of thorns on my head to keep my mind stayed on you. To keep my mind set on the joy that is set before me. I'm enduring the cross. I'm despising the shame. Because I've got joy on my mind. And even through the blood that's exuding from my body. I'm seeing forgiveness. I'm seeing love. I'm seeing hope. I'm seeing salvation. And I got a smile on my face in the hell. Because of the thorns. It's not for my destruction. Sometimes the thorn is my best defense. Because sometimes the enemy will allow me to get a lot of revelation with no cost. So God says, uh-uh. Mm -mm. Let me put a thorn there. I want, I'm putting a thorn there so he could be saved with the blessings I'm giving him. I'm preaching to somebody that has been going through the same thing for years, for months, for decades, and you have been discouraged in your faith. But God said, the things that have happened in your life, everything that the devil has sent to attack you, God said, I'm going to use it that you might discover my grace is sufficient for you. Can you stand to your feet and lift up your hands? Musicians can come. Can you stand to your feet and lift up your hands? And I just want you to thank God for his grace. God has been gracious to you. God has been faithful to you. God has been gracious unto you. He's been gracious to your family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, I thank you for your grace. I see your grace now through the pain, through the heartache, through what I've been through. God, I see the grace of God. I see the love of God. I see the joy of the Holy Ghost with all that I've been through, with all that I've gone through. God, the thorn has taught me to be thankful for the little things. God, I, the thorn has taught me to press into to your presence, to press into your anointing. It's taught me to pray and to worship because I can't do this in my flesh. In my flesh, there dwells no good thing. That's what Paul said to the church in Rome. In my flesh, there dwells no good thing, but anything good in me, it comes from him. And the ministry of thorns is that the thorn taught me that. Because as the thorn is showing my weakness, it's also showing me his strength. Psychologically, the trauma 
the PTSD, all of these things that I've dealt with and dealing with. It shows me my humanity, but it shows me his divinity. And when that body was on the cross and he gave up the ghost, the spirit went out of that body, but the thorns stayed on the body. The thorn can get in your body, but it don't let it get in your spirit. The thorn may be in your flesh, but it's not supposed to hold down your spirit. I want to see his grace. I want to see his love. I want to see his mercy. I want everyone to come forward. We're going to have a time of prayer. We need to thank God for his grace. God has been gracious to you. Where sin did abound, grace doth much more abound. I want us to be intent on seeking God today. Don't think about your problems or your fears or anything right now. I I just want you to go into his grace. You get the opportunity of relationship. You get the opportunity to know him. You get the opportunity to gaze upon his presence. Don't bring your problems in this moment. I want you to just say, thank you, God, that I know you, that you love me, that you died for me. God, I I am grateful. And even if you don't change any of my circumstances, your grace is changing me. Your grace is a teacher, oh Lord. Your grace is, is doing amazing things in my life. Come on, that's it. Press in right now. That's it. Press in right now. Some Somebody needs to tell the Lord that you love them. Despite what's in my body, despite what's happening in my family, despite the losses, despite the betrayals, despite all that I've gone through, God, I choose to say I love you. I choose to say thank you for saving me. I choose to say, God, through the abundance of revelations, the thorn has humbled me. The thorn has kept me close to your bosom. I thank you for the thorn, God, because the thorn is what's got me praying here today. It's the thorn that brought me to the altar this morning. It's the thorn that keeps me coming back for another dose of your anointing and another dose of the Holy Ghost. I love you, Jesus. I'm The thorn has brought me back to the simplicity that I'm just here to serve you. I'm not here for all the extra stuff. I'm just here to know you and to get into your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. Somebody talk to him right now. Come on, let's lift up your hands and talk to Jesus right now. Come on, go after him. It's you and Jesus. It's you and Jesus. It's you and Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, For more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.